Welcome to the Marie Manu Cherry Show, where energy and medicine meet. I will be your host for the next hour. I have over 19 years of healthcare experience and began my career as an energy medicine practitioner while working as an oncology nurse at a Seattle area hospital. My skill in moving energy combined with my medical background have been a catalyst for change in many people's lives. I hope the next hour will be transformative for you as well. Good morning and welcome to the Marie Manu Cherry Show. A gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous Seattle day. I know we always start with the weather at the top of the hour, uh, but actually, Benny, you seem to like that. Like Should I challenge you? Yeah, why not? Not to start? <laughs> yeah. And then well, we could do like a little like a jar in the studio here for every time oh, you wow. do. Then well, maybe a set of affirmation cards <laughs> might be listed, for, might be given out to our win- win- a listener or something like that, <laughs> which would you be doing it every day then. So it's actually a benefit for everybody. Yeah, I always start with the weather because I think it helps yeah, to totally. ground people. It's, it's fine. But I no, just... I'm, I'm happy that, that you have new ideas. I think that's very, very important. <laughs> and I call you out straight on the air, so it's okay. <laughs> I enjoy that as well, actually. Oh, I do. I think it's great. So yeah, it's a gorgeous day. We can actually wear skirts in Seattle today. I got shorts, so I've got, you know, hey. you know skirts sort of. I'm working on it, slowly but surely. Maybe a kilt someday. Oh, okay. I'm totally waiting for the kilt. We'll see. I'm super excited about that. Oh, hey. No, I think kilts are great. I I like them. I think it's a great accessory to a man's wardrobe. Okay, then. (laughs) Good to know. Not Scottish or anything. Whatever. You don't have to tell anyone. I have long legs, so I've got legs for eggs. Yeah, right. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, we did have some rain, though, last week, which was perfect because I taught a workshop last weekend, um, mediumship, how to communicate to loved ones on the other side. And uh, so Friday it poured here in Seattle. So Saturday everybody was ready to sit down in a hotel room for eight hours. Sunday was gorgeous, but that's okay. They were entranced by the workshop that, um, you know, because when you live in Seattle and the weather's nice, you feel bad when you're teaching a workshop and people have to stay indoors. Well, it's good. It's symbolic. It's refreshing. I mean, oh, yeah. a lot of things come from it. I think we needed it, too. Our, our poor rain? little lawns oh, around here. Our poor little lawns. Well, you know, it's funny because the east side, um, they they water their lawns. And yeah. then I go over to if Seattle. If you want to pay for it. Right. I don't. And then I go over to Seattle where <laughs> the Prius is probably the number one car right. in Seattle. Yeah. And nobody waters their lawn. It doesn't no. matter how Mm-mm. great or how... Uh, Affluent their neighborhood right. might be the gra- the grass is brown and which I think is adorable and uh, I think that says a lot for um, the the liberal and environmental views that we well, have. Of course, in you know I mean I love it, it. if you got the extra money, go for it. But I mean for us around here, every <laughs> yeah. year it just gets burned and it'll, and it'll it show up back. the next year. Yeah, it'll exactly. show up again. So or you can do what I did. I just took out all my grass, so I have Ooh. no grass. Right. I just have tons of plants. And uh, you got to look hard for the kitties. They get lost. So you have quite the little jungle. I have a jungle in my backyard. Yeah. Lots of plants. Good to know. So today we are going to be interviewing Trish Devenay. She is the author of Sound Shifting, Your Personal Guide to Self-Healing with Sound. It's a really lovely book about toning and making um, sounds through your own voice. Um, She's going to talk about how it helped her life, how it came into her life and helped her life. Um, Trish has developed and refined highly effective sound healing and toning techniques for more than 20 years, honored by the John F. Kennedy Center for the Performing Arts, Trisha's work and teachings have been inspired through her own personal healing journey from a potentially fatal illness. It was actually really actually a fatal illness in my mind to complete health and well-being using the techniques offered in this book. She lives in Tucson, Arizona with her best friend and husband, Tim, and two cats. So welcome to the show, Trish. Well, thank you. It's a joy to be here. Yeah, it's lovely to have you. So you were, I think you've had, I think you've been spiritual for a very, very long time, even before you you healed your body. I I, I would say that is the case. You know, <laughs> I was, I had, uh, you know, the, the obvious planks of spiritual awareness, um, religious upbringing, etc. But um, nothing to the degree I am today. So, so, so you've had spiritual teachings for quite a while. Yes, but I, you know, my my path was um, obstructed by perceptions of what spirituality was or what God was, and mm-hmm. so I I really danced and moved through a, a various traditions. Uh, once I left the Catholic Church and found my way to Sufism, yeah. Um, yeah, and then um, the craft of acting, I also felt was a a sacred place to be. So it, w- it became a new church for me, in Aww. a way. 
Oh, I, th- I think Sufism is amazing. It's mm. a, a mm-hmm. beautiful, worldwide, gorgeous um, philosophy. Yep. It's stunning. And then to your surprise, which eventually turned into a delight, but not initially, you were diagnosed in 1998 with hepatitis C and I, I believe the beginnings of cirrhosis. Of the liver. Well, I had um, stage four liver disease. Wow. Yeah. So it had been progressing in my system for uh, you a know, long time. As, yeah, and and as you know, Hep C can be uh, dormant. I have I was asymptomatic, so mm-hmm. there were no clues. Although I had been working with teenagers, uh, and uh, I had an acting company of kids in recovery. So I thought, well, you know, you work with this population. You'll get exhausted. There'll be, you know, there'll be days. <laughs> right. Which is just your common sense telling you, okay, yeah, I'm wiped yeah. out because I hung around teenagers who've had well, some challenges exactly. in their life. And um, <laughs> that's yes, pretty cute. Yes. And then I also found out that I'm a master compensator. Mm-hmm. So I know how to pick up my bootstraps and keep moving. Right. Uh, which was part of what I learned with. Uh, my illness was how to be, how to tune in, how to listen, how to pay attention to the language the body is offering. Mm-hmm. And so that that was a, a, a big learning piece. Right. So were you shocked? Um, I mean, I only can imagine that you were, that you were given, you know, like, we're going to help you. You may go into remission, but this is, you know, stage four is the, is the last stage of uh, right. Unless things have changed in medicine it's since the last 14 years since I was in a hospital. But that's the last, you know, that's the last step, um, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, the cancerous notes had already started appearing. Wow. And, uh, <clears throat> pardon me, it was, it was interesting, though. The doctors in 98 didn't really understand how to treat this. They mm-hmm. probably, I could safely say, still don't quite know how to treat this. Sure. Uh, so one of the doctors, the team of uh, doctors called, left a message on my answering machine uh, telling me to get my affairs in order right. and that my, um, you know, my life would probably end in a year <laughs> because the viral load was so high. Mm. Um, I laughed. <laughs> I laughed because it didn't, I thought he had a different chart in front of him. It didn't feel like this was my story. Mm. Um, so I got another doctor mm. right away, and that doctor agreed that yes, this is a bad, a bad situation, and so this is what we're going to do. Um, this is what I proposed, and at that point, I think I became non-resistant, which I think in the healing equation is is an imperative. It's so vitally important. I love your. Um, your response when your doctor said, get your affair in orders in order, um, because you had an immediate response. It wasn't something you had to work yeah. on. It was yeah. just like, um, do you have the right chart? Which is great. That means your brain was in a different biochemical yes. pattern that gave you more possibilities and options. Uh, yeah, I, I would have to agree. I mean, it was it was an authentic response as well, although it was on my answering machine. If, <laughs> if he had been in front of me, I might not have uh, laughed out loud. Right. But, uh, I saved the the uh, the tape for a long time back in those <laughs> days. We had tape, right? Yeah, you know it was hilarious. Um, but when my uh, the new doctor said, you know, this is what we're, we're advising. You know, we'll, we'll put you on interferon and a cocktail of ribavirin. Right. Um, I, I I was at the point where I'd do anything. You know. Right push a P down I-10 with my nose, <laughs> whatever you say. Well, I think what's, you know, what's lovely is that you found a doctor who was willing to um, provide hope for you, even though drugs like interferon are very challenging and difficult for the body because they're yes. suppressing the immune system even further. Yes. You know, they're challenging drugs, but I'm sure that was a great light in the tunnel of, of hope. And, and so you took yeah. it for a while, that mm-hmm. interferon, and then something happened. Your white counts started to... Um, I, but, it went dangerously low. Right, really unhealthy. And this was within a very short period mm-hmm. of, of time. Mm-hmm. Um, but in the interim, I had already discovered, I had gone uh, to the, uh, the Tucson has a gem and mineral show, and one year there was a huge table of Tibetan bowls, and I picked one up, asked the fellow how to play it, and I just started to play it and tone with it, uh, not knowing that I was I had just unlocked a mystery and uh, um, um, a level of understanding that I would grow into understanding on a cognitive level. 
Um, but I bought the bowl and came home and just started to play and tone, free toning with the bowls. And when I say free toning, it's just moving any any vowel tone, you know, is uh, any response, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, um, so I, I did that as I was injecting myself with the interferon and... And uh, and taking the ribavirin, and right away he was modifying my dosage uh, because he was noticing I was getting the RNA tests to, the, to see how the virus was mutating every week. So he was watching me carefully, and I thought this was standard a standard right. protocol. Um, and then in three months, he calls me into his office and he says, "I'm regardedly optimistic. There's no trace of the virus." Wow. Left in your system. Wow. And so it was at that point I realized something to do with sound. Mm-hmm. There was something at play here. But again, I was not uh, very fully aware. It wasn't until his nurse in uh, two years later, because I had to keep going in for testing. Yeah. He was convinced it would come back, that it was just a spontaneous you know, healing and it would return. Um, and uh, the nurse called me into her office, and to this day, I can't tell you how flummoxed I am by that, by 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 the situation that she would do this. <laughs> but she did. She called me in and she said, "You you you're probably. Tr- I need to explain to you why he's completely baffled by your situation. By your she said, cure. You don't have a genotype that would have responded to interferon. Right. So there's no medical reason for you to be well. And that's when you thought, oh, I think the bowls and the toning. I, I knew it was sound. Right. I knew something happened with sound, and that's when, you know, my life changed on a dime. Well, and that was a very good nurse, you know, because one of the things you learn in nursing school is to be an advocate for your patient first and oh, foremost. And, wonderful. And it's not always easy to do, and not every nurse follows that uh, routine on a regular basis. But mm. clearly she, she knew, or you know, your guides were speaking to her guides, yes. and there's like this little so. mystical conspiracy going on. And, and so. you got the information you needed so that you could advance in this knowledge yes. and write this lovely book. You're also going to be uh, in one of my favorite places at the end of October, the 23rd through the 27th at Cortez Island Hollyhock. Yes. And you'll be teaching oh, I can't wait. I'm a workshop so there. Pardon? And you'll be teaching a workshop there. Yes, I'm, I'm going to be teaching a, a workshop called Sound Healing, Owning Your Voice, mm, uh, and, and really working with how, how we really have a, a powerful energy tool at our disposal. Uh, but most often we have swallowed back, modified, modulated our sound so that we really aren't even able to manifest who we truly are. And activates. You know, the the sound uh, establishes the vibratory identity and mm. signature of our own being. And if we're not making that sound, if we don't have the overtones available to us in our voice, and by that I mean just the whole body is resonating, we're missing out. I couldn't agree with you more. Absolutely. Mm. So we're going to yeah. take. Um, we're interviewing today. We're talking to sound healer. So and the author of Sound Shifting, your personal guide to self-healing and sound, Trish Devenay. We're going to take a break here on Marie Manu Cherry Show. We'll be right back. From the moment you were born and throughout your whole life, energetic allies have accompanied you. These beings have studied everything about you so they may guide and support you in discovering your true passions and gifts. Join Marie at Hollyhock's Vancouver, BC location this fall for a two and a half day workshop connecting to guidance, November 8th through the 10th. So register online at hollyhock.ca or call 800-933-6339. Are you looking for tools to enhance your life or to bring those things you desire into your life? Marie offers a variety of CDs to help you do just that. Get acquainted with your seven primary chakras and balance your human energy system. Or is embracing your intuition what you're looking to learn? Or would you rather focus on a healthy immune system? These CDs and more are available through Marie's website at energyintuitive.com. 
For a complete list of CDs available and their descriptions, please visit Marie's website today. Jump into one of the Northwest's greatest unsolved mysteries at the Washington State History Museum. The Cooper exhibit offers an inside look at the unknown 1971 Skyjacker and his effect on the history of aviation and travel. You become a detective in the ongoing investigation with interactive replicas, artifacts, and displays of forensic science. Visit Cooper from August 2013 through January 2014. Learn more at www.washingtonhistory.org. Join Marie in Seattle this August at East West Bookshop for two events you won't want to miss. Friday, August 23rd, Marie will be giving a talk on the other side from 7.30 to 9.30 p.m. Then on Saturday, August 24th, she will be conducting a workshop on intuitive health from noon to 5 p.m. And Marie will be doing live readings at both events. Register online at eastwestbookshop.com or call 1-800-587-6002. I'm Gary Mance. I'm Suzanne Mitchell. We bring a unique talk radio blend your way every Friday and Saturday on 1150 KKNW. From pop culture to the paranormal, you get variety in a conversational style. Whether it's UFOs or ESP, angels or the afterlife, Bigfoot or your big dreams, everything is fair game on our show. Join the A-Team of Alternative Talk Friday and Saturday mornings at 10 on the station that leads the pack without following the herd. Alternative Talk, 1150 AM. Talk radio with a difference. Alternative Talk, 1150 AM. And welcome back to the Marie Manu Cherry Show. I'm interviewing Trish Devenay. She is a Sounds True music artist, author, international speaker, and authority in vocal sound healing. Her pioneering work, musical performances, and teachings in sound healing were inspired by her own healing journey from a near-fatal illness back to c- complete health. And you're also going to be performing at the Wake Up Festival in Colorado next week. Yes, I'm really looking forward to that. It's going to be a great adventure and transformation. <laughs> oh, they're going to just love having you. It's going to be oh, wonderful. thank you. Oh, thank yes. You. So, um, you know, if you want to... Hang out with Trish, which I highly recommend. You can go to the Colorado Festival. You can um, go to SoundsTrue.com and find out any information you want about the festival. Or um, you can go to um, hollyhawk.org and find out about your your workshop coming up this fall. You know, I I was just in Hollyhawk myself teaching, and I felt like I was on a retreat myself. I I came back completely rested and rejuvenated Mm. after teaching Mm. for a whole week. It was amazing. Well, look at the atmosphere you're in. Oh, I mean, yeah. it's, it's, you're transported to another dimension just by virtue of nature that supports the, the activities. You know, it's, it's amazing. So I can't wait to be in that. Ah, yeah, I, I'm so happy for you. I'm, I'm going to go back myself in June. But oh, it's, it's wonderful. It's a really beautiful place. So in your book, you talk about the microcosms, that celestial sef- symphony that's in our body, and, and that this uh, what leads to sound healing and helps us to achieve balance. Yes, yes. Well, you know, we humans are musical beings, and we are, every part of us, our organs, our bones, um, the brain, everything carries harmonic frequencies. So what sound does is, is entrain the rhythms of the body. It brings everything uh, back to its vibrational uh, uh, rhythm, natural rhythm and frequency. So whether you have or one has a disease, which literally means that there's disharmony in the system or there's a static uh, energies are are caught somewhere. Uh, So I always work with my clients to encourage them to not get into a place of judging themselves Mm -hmm. or being ill uh, and looking at how blaming themselves and um, and and to really open the window to the possibilities and the learning that's going on, uh, which is what I found through my through that question in my own experience. I got a profound answer. Um, that really changed the course of my life energetically as well as cognitively. So sound restores resonance, which is the the natural frequency that an object, or in our case, the body, is vibrating in its native or natural state. 
Mm. And everyone kind of has their own mechanism, their own yes. frequency. Yes, there's an identity, a sound vibrational identity or fundamental signature, if you will. So, you know, when I work with people teaching them to make sound with specific vowel tones, mm. um, I'm encouraging them not to get caught in the chromatic scale where we're so familiar with, okay, the C it means that it's the root chakra. You know, your root chakra may be a low F in a particular day. So Absolutely. the notation makes no difference. It's mm. the placement, the sensation, the experience of the sound moving through the tailbone or the or the uh, second chakra sacral area or the solar plexus and on up. So, so the body, your own voice, is the unique delivery system for the the frequencies that are natural to your organs, to your body flow, to your blood flow, to your brain. Wow. So it's so I encourage people to open their voices, which means they open up more color in their voices, mm. and and then um, then start working with the, the the chakra tones, which are the vowel tones, mm. um, because they're regenerative in, the, mm. in how they produce overtones. Mm. You know, I've been toning in my practice for about I think seven or eight years now, and when I work on children. Uh, and I, I don't invite people to tone. I'm going to think about that. That might be mm. a really fun thing to do. Um, but kids just automatically start toning. <gasps> yes. And, you know, their parent will be in the room, and, and, they, and they're, like, looking at me kind of surprised like they don't want their, you know, maybe their child is being disruptive and they shouldn't be making the noise, and I'm just enjoying every moment. <laughs> yes. So it's, it's really a natural state to be able to sing to ourselves. I mean, yes. we, we look at many cultures, dancing and movement and sound. Yeah was a regular part of, well, and for instance, the Native American culture. You know, exactly. To be together and make sounds and move, it's, I think it's how they regenerated their bodies. And That's exactly right. Or they would, they would change the vibra- vibratory nature of, of the, a condition that, mm. was, that was happening. Mm. I mean, that's, that's the power we have not only for our own body and our own psyche and our own spirit and psychology or emotions, but we're also changing the electromagnetic field of the planet. We're moving into greater alignment uh, with the frequencies that are native to the planet. So every thought, every every word that I say, uh, when it's open and full and has the intention of, of truth attached to it mm-hmm. uh, is part of how I heal the planet. Mm-hmm. Well, that's really beautiful because that's something that anyone could do and feel that exactly. they're putting positive energy to uh, our well-being as a planet. Also, you write about in the book that, yes, this, of course, is paramount and very important and easily uh, accessible for healing your body, but that it can transmute anything. And so you can use it as a manifesting tool. Now, it is very powerful for as manifesting because the 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 universe we are a part of and the planet that we are uh, inhabiting was born out of sound. Mm. So, so everything that is to be manifested comes from the spoken word or the vocalized word, and that's why our voice is is, is tantamount to to manifesting. Mm. If we just Hold a thought in our head. There's there's a modest frequency. You have a little blip on the. If we're looking at a screen, but it's when we give voice to that thought, good or bad. The universe isn't judging you. <laughs> you could say, "I hate the Dodgers." <laughs> <laughs> well, that frequency, that energy, uh, is is now uh, holding in a holding pattern as a frequency. Right. I'm now part of that manifesting piece. Um, and so if I want to change something in my life, I give it voice. So, mm. for instance, when I was very ill, before I would inject the, uh, the interferon in my thigh, I would say out loud what my body can use for well-being will be used immediately, and what my body doesn't need will be rejected immediately. So I didn't have to go in there and think about it separating it out. Right. I just would tell my cells, this is what has to happen, and my cells would say, Okay, we're on it. <laughs> I think that people don't realize how much power they have over their own being and their own cellular activity, their own health and well-being. When um, when I worked as an oncology nurse, I used to pray over the 
chemo bags and, mm. and put sparkly fairy dust in them. Oh, uh, aren't you the best? <laughs> and and ask the very same thing that you know the drug be utilized in its most effective, the least harmful way um, for the patient, so that wow. they can have the most um, use out of the drug. Wow. And um, and I th- I think our our mind is powerful. But I loved what you said about adding tone to it. I mean, I wonder what it would be like if I sang over those chemo bags and toned or, or on just them. Tone. Yeah, yeah, you're just holding the 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 thought that uh, all is well. Absolutely, you know? absolutely. And that's how I wanted the patient to feel too. You know, we make them sign waivers of, you know, a mm-hmm. few pages of this is not good for you, and we already know that about chemotherapy. But when someone's made a decision about what they want to do for their health and well being, then I think we need to shift our energy about it. Yeah. And yeah. and bring as much positive light and prayer and gratitude into the choice because anything um, can be healing. Well, absolutely. And and what you're talking about in the way I'm interpreting it is that we're talking about alchemy, right? And uh, and so and that occurs when you're finding the right combination of thought and tone that mm-hmm. triggers resonance in the system. Mm-hmm. So that mm-hmm. whether that's the physical body or or the mental body or the subtle body or your spirit. Right, um, and that's that's the awakening to a higher state of awareness that occurs. And I loved what you said about the alchemy, because even when I'm thinking of you taking the interferon, and and you know that, and what you didn't know is that you weren't a good candidate for it, <laughs> right? <laughs> really, but your physician knew that was the only you know antidote at the time that could potentially shift your disease process. Even though in his medical mind, which he didn't share with you, it wasn't possible that it was going to work. <laughs> Uh, right. But yeah. but I actually appreciate that he didn't tell you that because cause we don't know what alchemy was occurring, exactly. you know, between the toning and the medication and yeah. and his hopefulness and yeah. his positive um, presence. Yeah. Um, and, yes. I, I, I think alchemy is very important. That's why. Well, and uh, I think sound actually allowed me to line up with somebody. Mm. who was in that state of positivity, if that's such a word. Because mm. um, I know people who know this doctor and claim that he's arrogant. Well, I felt <laughs> that it was just so, he was just He was absolute. perfect for you. It was exactly what I needed to have to stand on. Um, and, you know, so that's what also happens with sound, is that whether you're dealing with uh, dis-ease, and wanting to restore harmony, or just wanting to manifest a parking spot for crying out loud, <laughs> you can, you know, you move into that state of harmony with your voice, and your and your toning, your sound will actually start to bring you into alignment with that which is in harmony with who you are. Oh, I just think that's absolutely gorgeous. I'm having the pleasure today of interviewing Tris Devonay. We're going to take a quick break, and then we'll be right back on the Marie Menu Cherry Show. Two, three, uh huh. Yeah, yeah. Marie is excited to announce that she'll be a keynote speaker at two regional Healing Touch conferences this October. Saturday, October 5th, Marie will be speaking at the Northwest Healing Touch Conference at the Seattle Hilton Conference Center Hotel. Marie will then make her way to Albany, New York for her keynote at the Eastern Regional Conference on Saturday, October 26th. To register for these events, please visit Marie's events page at energyintuitive.com. To a single ember from a wildfire, the branches hanging over your roof look like big matchsticks and the dry leaves and twigs in your gutter are perfect kindling. Some fire hazards aren't clearly marked and can impact your neighbors. Learn to spot them. Your home is better protected from wildfire when your whole community is prepared. Visit fireadapted.org for tips to get started. A public service message brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. Become a Reiki master the weekend of October 11th through October 13th at the Hyatt House in Redmond, Washington. This two-and-a-half-day transformative workshop is open to all levels of experience and will certify you in Reiki 1, 2, and 3. You will learn to move energy within the body by practicing on other workshop participants. Marie will be your instructor, guiding you with her own symbolic sight and providing constructive feedback. Take this opportunity 
to fulfill your dreams of becoming your very own certified Reiki master. You will receive attunements that allow you to practice Reiki at the master level and information on the laws that govern professional practice in Washington State. Enrollment is limited, so please call 425-825-5671 or visit Marie's website, energyintuitive.com for more details. We live in a world that's become predictable. Our realities are filled with distractions, hopelessness, and confusion. We've begun to lose touch of what we're truly capable of. It's time for us to regain our true potential. Join psychic medium and crystal child, Lindsay Paul, as she connects to the other side and brings back messages from beyond, along with her psychic and skeptic, Abraham DeWeese and indigo child, Sarah Ellis. They'll help you soar to new heights by answering your questions. Don't miss Wisdom Within radio thursdays at 1 p.m do you live in or around the portland area have you been wondering when marie is going to make it back to your neck of the woods well you're in luck marie will be giving a book talk on intuitive self-healing friday november 1st and teaching a workshop on intuitive health on saturday november 2nd both of these events will be held at home base yoga studio in portland for more information visit energyintuitive.com That's energyintuitive.com. Don't touch that dial. You might miss something life-changing. Alternative Talk, 1150 AM. And welcome back to the Marie Manu Cherry Show. We're interviewing sound healer Trish Devenet. And thank you so much, Trish, for coming on the show. It's been oh, an absolute it, pleasure uh, to I chat feel with the you exact today. exact same way. Thank you for I know. having me. You're welcome. We were making plans when we were uh, off air about meeting, you know, either when I'm in Phoenix or when you're in Seattle, um, yeah. so that we can um, hook up. But if you want to meet Trish, um, you can go to the Wake Up Festival, Sounds True's beautiful festival in Colorado, uh, August 14th through the 18th. And Trish will be there doing wonderful healing work and, and talking about the medicine that she uses in her work and teaches throughout the world. And then also you'll be at Hollyhock. Uh, Hollyhock. Oh, lucky duck. I know. <laughs> October 23rd to, through the 27th. That's in Canada. Um, taking a seaplane there is highly recommended. Uh, my favorite mode of transport there. Oh, it's gorgeous. I, you know, I'm, I'm hoping to do all of that. I think I take every mode of transportation <laughs> to get there. But it's well, you it. do because you're so far away. You've got to fly That's and right. then take a boat. Drive, and, yeah. bus, whatever. <laughs> I'll get there. But it is a beautiful place, and it was, again, a pleasure to have you. Um, safe travels coming up, and I look forward to meeting you very soon. Likewise, likewise. Thank you. You're welcome. So we're going to stay on the show, and we're going to start to take callers' phone calls and mm-hmm. answer questions for them. So who do we have, Benny? Yeah, well, let's give out the number first. It's 877-825-8828 if you'd like to join the Marie Manucherry Show. Uh, today we'll finish the show, of course, taking your calls, and we'll start things off with Christine, and she is calling in from Seattle. Looks like she's been recently diagnosed uh, with diabetes. Okay. Hi, Christine. Thank you. Well, hello there, and thank you so much for taking my call. Of course. Of course. So um, I'm very sorry for your recent diagnosis, by the way. Well, you know, I was sorry, but I really think of this as a doorway for me to um, uh, really dig in and take care of myself and live and eat the way I was originally intended to do. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and and so you're working hard at that already, following your doctor's instructions about your sugar intake and exercise, correct? Yes, and I brought down my morning glucose by about 40 points oh. uh, average. So oh. it's, I'm, I'm really, uh, I'm doing well, and I have a lot of support and help. My question is, is mm-hmm. that I've been feeling fatigued lately, and I went in for a checkup yesterday, and um, I was told that I'm probably not eating enough. Now, uh-huh. I'm eating a lot of food, but I'm not eating a lot of caloric value. Mm-hmm. So um, they, they suggested that I have some, uh, you know, like some grains, uh, things like that. And I've been historically, you know, against having a lot of grains because I feel like it kind of feeds into that addiction, grain addiction. Um, right. But I just kind of wanted to check in to see if you see anything and maybe you can help me out with that. Right. Um, well, well, first of all, protein is probably a better option for you um, if you eat animal uh, food because uh, it takes longer to break down. It's typically better for people who have hyper or hypoglycemia. Um, so are you comfortable eating meat products? Uh, no, I'm I'm staying away from dairy meat and uh, 
I eat a little tofu here and there, but not not a whole right. lot of it. So, so that's really the problem, and 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 what it comes down to then is also your belief system, you know, because people, for really good personal reasons, choose not to eat meat products. But there's a high level of protein in there, and carbohydrates, and even with a a vegetarian diet, it's a lot more difficult to get the proteins that we need. It's more challenging. And when you're working on to lower uh, your blood sugar, you're going to um, need protein, though, to sustain you. So have you? can you eat fish? Does that feel comfortable? Um, yeah, I mean, I'll have a piece of salmon once in a while, mm-hmm. um, you know, maybe once every week or something like that. Um, but protein, uh, you know, uh, I've done a, a lot of reading about protein and Right. Uh, what our needs are for protein, and um, I'm not against you know entertaining the idea of, of having more protein in my diet. I totally uh, understand. I completely do. But something has happened. You've had a cellular shift in your body. Your body has changed. So whomever you were a decade ago, or even two decades ago, on a cellular level, you are no longer that person. You're different. And and this happens to all of us as we change. We can look at women in their premenopausal and postmenopausal times. They're having incredible sh- cellular shifts as well. Their estrogen and progesterone isn't functioning at the same level or it's just absent. Um, and that creates a complete cellular shift in their bio- biochemistry. So I, I don't mean to disagree with your beliefs about protein. I agree with you. Um, however, I'm from a family that suffers from hypoglycemia, which can also lead to diabetes. And um, so in our family, we do eat protein because it helps us to normalize our blood sugar. So you have a little bit of a stubborn streak. It's a good quality to have for intuition, by the way. So I'm just you know, congratulating you on that. But I'm just going to encourage you to reevaluate not what your brain thinks about protein, but what does your body need? Can you sit with your body and listen to it? Is it asking for eggs? Does it want tuna on the salad? You know, that's an important part of, of health and healing. I have a girlfriend who did the opposite. She's been a meat eater um, all of her life, a big meat eater. She could out eat a table of men, by the way, um, and she's really tiny. So she can really eat a ton of food. And when she went into um, premenopausal uh, energy, she also didn't crave meat any- anymore. So now she's a vegetarian. And that's just what her body wanted. So I would encourage you to listen to your body because something has changed significantly and diet is medicine. So um, that's what I'm recommending. Okay. Okay. So are you recommending dairy? Are you recommending meat or... I'm recommending more meat. You're not great with dairy. Um, Mm -hmm. I think soy is also not good for you. It's very high in carbohydrates anyway, and carbs break down into sugar a lot faster than protein does. And so so you don't have to do what I say. What I'm recommending is that you (laughs) listen to your body. What is it telling you? And that's that stubborn part where we get ideas in our brain, and our brain goes, I can't do that. That's wrong. I, you know, I can't do this. I can't do that and all of that. But the body is, is its own biochemistry. It's wise. It's intelligent beyond anything we could imagine. And it houses our energy and our energy is timeless. And it, it's lived many, many, many centuries. So I would encourage you to listen to the wisdom of your cells. And if your body is telling you, please Go eat a hamburger or a chicken, because I think hamburger would just be terrible for you. Um, but go eat some fish. I, uh-huh. I, I would consider it, because then you're going to start to normalize. Your your cortisol levels are a little high for me. Your adrenal mm-hmm. glands are tired. And, and so you need more substance in your body to keep everything functioning really well. I would look for a practitioner to help you with your adrenal glands, because um, okay. I, I think you need some herbs for that. Okay. Um, and so I would recommend that. But instead of saying, oh, I'm going to go eat fish because Marie said, and gosh dang it, um, yeah. just just listen to your body because it's going to tell you what you need. It's a intelligent, intelligent resource. Now, what do you think about eggs? Yeah, I, I think eggs are good. Okay. Yeah. Because I, I think I'd be okay with eggs. Um, I, you know, I've eaten eggs in my life and it, have, yeah. it hasn't been um, a bad thing for me, but right. um, I, think <clears throat> I agree the, with the red meat and, you know, maybe some chicken, but... Uh, yeah, or fish, yeah. you know, because mm-hmm. I, I think that whole idea that protein isn't good is just something you've read and, and you have great consciousness towards animals and you, you, and I love that. I think that's beautiful. And, and I wish our consciousness was at a place where we didn't all, that, that consuming meat wasn't necessary. However, when we look at certain health conditions, you know, we don't know how. It's very challenging to get the protein that we need. You can start to study that maybe in more levels while you have some eggs for breakfast and maybe some tuna at night before you go to bed. 
Well, I so appreciate your help today. I'm going to take that into consideration. I will talk to a nutritionist about herbs for sure. Great. Wonderful. Thank you, and best of luck to you. Yeah, thanks very much, Christine. And, of course, we live in a pretty uh, high fish uh, environment with uh, Pike Place not too far away from Seriously. Seattle. So, I mean, you should cruise uh, that area. And right. Plenty of options. A high in omega-3, of oh, course. Oh, of course. So really good. good for the body. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm craving trout right now while we're talking Hello. about it. Yeah. <laughs> that actually sounds pretty good, too. I know, right? Oh, some steamed <laughs> trout with some steamed vegetables. Ooh. It sounds fantastic. Yeah, what's really up for happy. lunch today? <laughs> well, let's go back to these phone lines. And if you'd like to join us here on Marie's uh, show, it's 877-825-8828. And, of course, Nancy is now calling in from North Dakota. She's wondering if uh, she could help uh, with some connections with her guides. Sure. So, Nancy. Nancy, welcome to the show. Thank you. Hi, Nancy. How are you? Hi, Marie. I've listened to your um, this set, but I need your help, I think. I haven't been able... Maybe they're nudging me. I'm just not hearing them. <laughs> so you're talking about the Spirit Guide CD set is what you're talking about that you listen to, and, and you still want some help with those guides? Right. Your yeah. six sessions... Yeah. Um, so you're you're absolutely correct. There is something going on with your auric field. When I go out to the third layer of your aura, um, which is also called the mental plane, there's a lot of, I'm trying to think of a great term for it. I'm calling it contraction, but it's blockages. So there's like a wall, like the Chinese wall that is surrounding the third layer of your auric field. So it's going to be very hard to get transmission or information from the unseen world, whether that's a departed one or your spirit guides or, you know, some lovely angel or whatever you're seeking from the multisensory world. It's going to be very challenging for you to pick up on it. And so this means what, what to me in a translation is that you have some judgments perhaps about the multisensory world or about safety in terms of connecting to it. Is that true? Oh, probably from early religious bringing, Mm -hmm. upbringing. Mm -hmm. So here's what I'm going to suggest as a a way to look at communicating to the multisensory world. Um, I say this in almost every workshop I teach, and uh, I think it helps people to put down those walls so that they can have multisensory experiences, which I think is normal and healthy. Humans are meant to be guided. There is a veil that surrounds the earth on top of your what looks like the Chinese wall in the third layer of your auric field, and consciousness is what thins the veil so that we can have awareness and to recognize the guidance that's available to us. So the fear that could be part of the Chinese wall, which is my translation, um, a, a way that could be really healthy for you to look at is you already live on the lowest or one of the lowest vibrational time-space realities in all of the cosmos. It doesn't get more uncomfortable anywhere else but here. So as you let your energy venture out past your auric field and into the astral plane or the other side or other dimensions, just know that that energy is many, many times more peaceful and healthier, uh, doesn't have words on it necessarily like crime or violence or war. Um, Certainly they understand the concept, but it's not um, an energetic pattern that has a high frequency like it does here on planet Earth. So do you think that could help you shift your uh, ability to allow yourself to have these experiences? I hope so. Um, I'm not sure how to practice it. Right. So even when I'm listening to your voice, I don't feel that you're convinced. So, you know, even though I've described um, the frequency on planet Earth and the frequency outside of the Earth, which is when we're connecting in a multisensory way, we're connecting outside of the Earth plane. And, and, and so tell me again what your hesitation is. Because your energy is very, even as I spoke, your energy got lower rather than higher. And the vibration outside of the Earth plane is quite high. And so it's important oh. to elevate your energy so that you can hear, see, and feel beyond the physical realm. And so I'm curious about what, what in my words, lowered your energy versus heightened it. Well, I'm not sure because I um, have been co- concentrating. I know it's more allowing than mm-hmm. uh, concentrating. Mm-hmm. But I thought I'd been doing that over the last few years. But mm-hmm. it's like maybe I'm not. Was this something that you really, 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 really want? I just, I know that there's more than the physical existence and want to be in connection with the wholeness of it. Right, right. So can you hold the frequency, which is a vibration, in your body? Maybe imagine your body filling up with light particles or beautiful fireflies, you know, kind of an image area. And 
feel that you already have this relationship, that you already have this connection, because you, in truth, you already do. You're just learning to be conscious of it. It already exists. So could you hold, instead of the desire of it and the discomfort of not having it, could you hold that you already have it? Could you maybe even get some singing bowls or start toning when you allow yourself to feel that this exists for you in a conscious way? Uh, Actually, I've spent quite a bit of resources on um, different music um, playing in the background Mm. and in my vehicle, along with me, and other methodologies, too. Mm -hmm. But you have to hold the energy that it's already there for you. So that's the part that's missing. And that's why you keep dropping your energy, because on on some level you don't believe that it's going to happen or that you don't deserve it or something of that. And I would encourage you to start believing and feeling that it already has happened. It's already there for you. Uh, The worthiness. Yeah, good. Good diagnosis. (laughs) I love that. That's beautiful. So, yes, working on your self-worth and feeling that it's already here for you. Thank you, Marie. You're welcome. Have a gorgeous day in North Dakota. And you as well. Thank Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right. I think we got time for probably one more. Let's uh, stay here locally in Seattle. And we have Olga now calling in. And it sounds like she's suffering from a sinus infection that won't go away. hate that when that happens. I do, too. So, (laughs) Olga, welcome to the Marie Manuchery Show. Hello, Marie. Thank you for taking my call. Of course. It's lovely to chat with you, and I'm sorry you're having problems with your sinuses. Yes, it's been uh, quite a while, actually. Right. I think it was uh, for sure over a year. Right. right. Um, and uh, I've, um, I don't eat meat. And <laughs> <laughs> you don't need to. You, you're, you actually look, look great. Your diet is perfect for you, um, from what I can see. However, perhaps a little bit more sugar than you need. Um, the, the Sloan Institute decided years ago that the majority of sinus infections are related to fungus rather than bacteria. That, that's that kind of the undergrowth of what's creating the fungus or even leading to a weakness that leads to a bacterial infection. So a lot of times antibiotics don't work um, as effectively as we would like them to. Um, so, and the energetic cause of a sinus infection or a bladder infection or a gallbladder infection, those are the three areas that hold frustration. So I would look at the things that are frustrating to you and do your very best to see something about them that's enlightening and beautiful and remain present with it rather than trying to change it or wish it were different. That's kind of like your homework assignment, probably why the infection's been hanging out for as long as it has so that you'll come to terms with releasing dissatisfaction and owning some sort of contentment. And then I would consider um, taking lots of probiotics uh, in your diet, like acidophilus products, um, Mm -hmm. so that eventually we can get the, the underlying, which is most likely fungal, to go away and reduce your sugar so that the fungus don't have things to eat off of. Okay. I did, uh, I'm doing an ozone shot, which is also not, should I just continue with them or? You said ozone? Yeah. Yeah, that that should be fine. I mean, I don't really, I I don't feel any negativity towards it um, at this moment, so... Okay, but you're right about sugar. Yeah, <laughs> this is. Yeah, I have a tooth. Yeah, with, you know, uh-huh. tooth. yeah. So, so there's actually a, a a recipe or a formula to help watch one's sugar intake. It comes from Jose um, Cruz's book, The Hundredth Diet, and um, he recommends that you look at your carbohydrates and mm-hmm. and whatever your carbs are. So let's say for an example, a Kind Bar, which is a really great snack, it's low in sugar. High in protein, it has about 20 to 22 grams of carbohydrates in one bar. He says to multiply the carbs times four. So that would mean like about 80 uh, sugar calories is what he would call them once you multiply them. And to keep your sugar calories below 200 a day. So that's not a lot of sugar. Maybe a half a cup of blueberries and um, some dairy a little bit later on in the day. But any more vegetables and the, the carbs that you can eat because you you know you have enzymes in your body that take carbs and move it into I, protein. I think I eat a lot too many fruits and dry fruits right. because I don't really eat sweets um, uh-huh. and I don't eat uh, carbs pretty okay. much. Well, I would so like maybe take um, have more quinoa and get rid of the dry fruit because it's very, very, very high in sugar. I right. think 
Yeah, it's like candy. It is. Much, for it some. tastes mm-hmm. amazing. And the, the, what'd you say? Quinoa, yeah, that. Cause I think would that be a good balance? I agree. To offset. Yeah, some fresh. What about honey? And I, I would not do the honey either. Mm-hmm. I just for now, because you have an overgrowth of yeast somewhere. Your intestinal tract actually looks fairly good to me, although you could use some probiotics. Um, so you, the, the fungus found a different home for you. Um, I mean, I think the probiotics would be just great for de- de-stressing your intestinal tract, but would certainly help with any sort of fungus that's in the body. So yeast it, is, is not your it, friend. It's, there, it's too much in your body right now. Okay. All right. I got it. Thank you very Thank much. Thank you, and best of luck. Yeah, thanks, Olga, for calling into the Marie Manu Cherry Show, and I think that should about do it for today. I know uh, we just don't have enough time for one more caller. I but know. She did yeah. mention the ozone shot, and I didn't even know what that was, and I had to look it up. So apparently there's ozone therapy. Right. It's and actually it's good. Injection of oxygen, is it's that right? It's oxygen. Okay. Yeah, it's actually Very good. good. Yeah. I did not know so, that. So that should be fine, putting beautiful molecules into the body. Mm. So that sounds very good to you me. You never have too much oxygen. Exactly. Right. Right. <laughs> right. And coming up on uh, Friday, August 23rd, I will be at the East West Bookshop in Seattle talking about the other side. I do readings in every class that I teach. So if you're hankering to talk to a loved one that's no longer in physical form, I will be happy to help you out with that. The very next day on August 24th, I'll be teaching a workshop at East West Bookshop. My first workshop there. It's kind of interesting that I haven't done that yet on intuitive health for between noon and five. I'm so looking forward to that. And then coming up on Friday, September 13th, I'm heading to Toronto, Canada to give a talk and the next day to teach a workshop on intuitive health between five and um, actually, yeah, between uh, five and seven thirty. So I'm so looking forward to that and I'm wishing everyone a beautiful day. Thank you for tuning into the show. Um, had a lot of fun. I'm on the air by myself next week. So I'm looking forward to that. Woohoo. Yeah. And of course, we're thanking Trish Devonay for coming on the show. She was lovely. Um, can't wait to interview her again. And uh, we wish her safe travels to Colorado and Cortez. So thank you, everyone. Joyful blessings. Bye-bye.